Are you ready to take your writing to the next level? Then welcome to the Book Editor Show. Join Clark Chamberlain and Peter Turley each week as they teach you all the tips, tools, and techniques you need to move your book from manuscript to market. Visit thebookeditorshow.com for show notes, links to guests, books, and extras to make your old novel better than ever. Now, please welcome Clark Chamberlain and Peter Turley. Welcome to the Book Editor Show. Today, we are kicking off World Building Month with a creature feature, Taming Monsters, Mythical Beasts, and Aliens. If you're ready to take your book to the next level, stop by thebookeditorshow.com and click on Work With Us. From the start of your writing process until you're ready to print, we have services to help you on each step of the way to build a better book. As you know, I am Clark Chamberlain, and they say he once combed the catacombs of Calcutta to find an ancient manuscript that, when read, could grant the user the ability to change the past. Well, he found it and has used it to edit bad writing sessions around the world ever since. That man is my friend and co-host, Peter Turley. Peter, how's it going today? I'm great. You know, you're just getting cocky now with uh, <laughs> throwing some alliteration into the intro. And, you know, you, it, you just don't even trip off anymore. <laughs> well, we've been doing it for uh, over a year now, over well over a year now. So <laughs> um, I got an email just uh, the other day, actually, um, from a listener and uh, made my whole day. And they're just like, I, I love the show. Um, the intros just crack me up every time. This makes my whole week. So I, you know, I'm glad we're doing it. That was uh, me. Yeah, I know. So I didn't <laughs> want to mention it was you, but <laughs> so I'm glad to make your week every week, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know that, uh, that everyone enjoys them just as much as I do. Uh-huh. Uh, at some point, and I as wanted... much as I enjoy doing those things too, you know, I know it's a it's a well lived life. I can't wait to get the full, you know, uh, memoirs. It's like probably like a fifteen volume set or something like that. I was that. hoping you were going to write those. <laughs> well, maybe if I got some extra time. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, this month um, we are doing podcasts every week on world building, and we're doing them here. We're also doing them on writership, and. Uh, because we're getting ready for the big NaNoWriMo. Do you do NaNoWriMo ever? Do you I, tackle I, I, that? I thought you, see, I thought you were talking to the audience. I was talking <laughs> to the audience, and then now yeah. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I have done NaNoWriMo, yes. Uh, I did it a few years back. Um, and I, I, I still bear the scars. <laughs> but it was an invaluable experience. You know, it's, it was one of the best things I've ever done. Uh, it taught me a lot about... Um, writing, it taught me a lot about switching off the inner editor. Um, you know, it, it it really helped. I think I, I would suggest to any anyone to just give it a go. Um, it's fantastic, and it's a great community as well. You know, being oh. you know signing up and getting a grabbing a writer buddy and you know getting through it together <laughs> in some you know caffeine induced <laughs> one month rage. it is quite a rage so uh we just had uh, our local kickoff meeting last night um you know to invite new people to come in who've never done it before and if you don't know what it is NaNoWriMo is the national write a novel month in November uh the goal is to write 50,000 words and a lot of people you know we we talked to with Leslie uh Watts about this you and me now I'm talking to you again, Peter. Um, <laughs> so we talked about like, uh, uh, you know, how there's a lot of people that 
want to get in and do more like fantasy and science fiction and and why not do and help them prepare for that you know help them prepare for NaNoWriMo so that you can really blow through an entire month of uh, just writing 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 and kind of uh, flesh out the world and then when you're done on the other side then you can start to really develop a world building bible out of it so yes I mean because as an exercise anyway it's great you know if, if you if you do it and then maybe if, if it's not something you're going to use afterwards it is still worth doing but yeah definitely if you can use this time now running up to it to prepare and to to then come away with something that you can build upon afterwards then that's just even better Mm-hmm. And uh, next week we were gonna we will have out at least an ebook form, a uh, pretty cool little book that's gonna help you, uh, you know, maybe work some ideas out of your mind, uh, do some dreaming, put some stuff down on paper, uh, kind of create that skeleton idea of what your world looks like and everything that's going to go into it. And then, um, Krishan, uh, Oh shoot. I forgot what Krishan's last name is. That's bad on me. So, um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very distracting, you know, I know my, my big, my big face on your screen, throwing <laughs> you off. It is throwing <laughs> me off quite a bit. So, um, she is just a, an amazing, um, world builder though. It, it I'm always just impressed with her work. Um, and one of the things that uh, she was suggesting to us was doing a, a series of writing first to get through it. And then that way, when you actually have something put together, then you can take a look back um, and figure out what wasn't going to work in the world that you'd kind of put together. And uh, so today, let's jump in and, and let's talk about, um, about the monsters, and about the aliens, and it's it's Krishan Hana, so uh, Krishan Keller Hana. So I pulled yeah, that up. That's what I was just doing too. Yeah, <laughs> if I, I was looking distracted then. <laughs> <laughs> so, but she has some fantastic books out there. You got to check them out. And uh, she, the the worlds that she builds are just so intricate, and uh, it's been fun working with her on this project. So, uh, getting into this one right now, that's, that's, we want to talk about monsters. We want to talk about how to use them, uh, monsters and creatures and also you know on the alien side for science fiction so um i mean they they say um you know what's that what's that saying this this is i attribute uh, our forgetfulness down to google and all the uh, faffing about we had to do off i I do get this working (laughs) (laughs) um the, the old saying, like if you um, if you wish to defeat the monster, then you must first know its name or something along those lines. Well, if you wish to create the monster, then at first mm. you must know its name. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. So, um, so you've done in your fantasy books. Have you? Do you have any monsters? Do you have any mythical creatures that you use? Um, no. I well, creatures, yes. Um, not so much monsters. Um, I I have done in first drafts, but I, I I liked. I then decided to rein it back and have it as like relatable and um, keep them keep everything everyone human. Um, but I think creatures are good. They add like richness to the world, um, and you know great stories for characters to tell each other, uh, and and just kind of add this this like a magical sense. Uh, like to to everything so i like to do that 
Yeah, that that can be a lot of fun. Um, I have uh, in the Hank Hudson books, you know, we have um, gods. And so that kind of gets into a little bit of the mythical uh, side of creatures in, in a way. Um, but it's fun to, to work on that and be able to flesh something out and then see how it's going to operate in the world. Uh, I really like that. We were talking off air um, about making sure how that monster or the creature actually operates in the world and whether or not it's fitting with everything else that's, uh, that you've built into it. Yes. I mean, because, uh, you know, nothing stands alone in, in your world. And, and I think that's why, um, as I say, you know, I, I've like re thought decisions in the past and you know you I think obviously you can have something in there to, to enrich the world but there should be a reason essentially you know if, uh, for why you're doing this um, and then that can just really help it in the in the monster or creature creation process because you're thinking you know what what part do they play in the in the world you know mm-hmm. are, they, are they just a, a, rant, a creature you know are they dangerous uh, where do they fit in the food chain? Um, mm-hmm. Are they a monster? Um, and 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 start off down that line, and you know, and then have them fit that purpose, because, mm-hmm. and, and then create them to to fit that purpose. Yeah, um, if we looked at like uh, Harry Potter, you know, like every book seemed to introduce another mythical type creature, and. Uh, uh, although the troll was a little bit monstrous, most of the time the creatures were like not, you know, they were just different. They were just different kind of creatures that are out there that they didn't know, you know, that Harry had never seen before. And yeah, um, yeah so, I mean, there is a difference between a monster and a creature. And I think, um, you know, they've still got to make sense as well. I think that's important, you know, in, in fantasy that... Um, and then sci-fi so like for example if we take harry potter you you know you've got dobby there then you've got the house elves um and they've got this really powerful magic and but they're all kind of enslaved to uh wizards some wizard mm-hmm. families but obviously that's because you know you know his his stature and the you know the small and that kind of fits with you know something that's you know enslaved um <laughs> Um, the, the magic is restricted and it's governed by a, a set of laws, isn't it? And they can't, yeah. just, you know, they randomly can't just do, do it. They do whatever they want, right? Yeah, and it, it has to make sense because, you know, otherwise you'd be thinking, well, why do they put up with it? <laughs> you know, why has <laughs> there not been sort of like a, a huge revolution yet? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of thinking, you know, why are they there? You know, what's the purpose? Where do they fit? You know, is there a hierarchy uh, amongst them and other creatures you know for example uh, the, the humans took them in as slaves or pets um, mm-hmm. and, and what's got what's what's going on with them and do i need to create any any rules around them to to help them fit this mold yeah and um of course you know you could probably end up with two different real distinct paths here um you could have a story that uh, that has a monster in it and that's really kind of about the monster I, we did that one show, Overcoming the Monster, quite a long time ago. And, you know, that, that that could be what it's all about. Or that these things just exist in the world that you're putting together. And then, you know, uh, what do they eat? What You know, where are they living? Um, what size is the population? Um, are they everywhere? Do people know about them? I love the idea, like, when you're taking a look at a monster... And then you start to wonder whether or not the monster is actually real. Um, for instance, you know, jumping back or jumping to Game of Thrones, uh, White Walkers, there is a, there's points in there where people wonder 
whether that's just it's just kind of a uh, a, a you know a, a tale to scare people at night you know don't go past the wall because that's where these guys are at but no one is seeing them and so then the question is is this actually real is this a, a real threat yeah because yeah and, and you know if they're a monster they're not going to be kind of like roaming around the towns and mm-hmm. You know, are they are they going to be hunted by people, um, and and they they're going to form a myth, and that and that myth is going to precede the monster, and you know, you as is the case with Game of Thrones, apart from the first scene uh, where you are introduced to them, you know, that you, you hear about them before you see them, and it probably would be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm really interested in if you, you know the manga uh, Attack on Titan. Uh, yeah, did an anime yeah. as well. Um, that's really interesting because you have these these monsters, these huge kind of humanoid titans um, that directly affect the whole, you know, the world building, the whole plot. The, uh, humans have to live inside these walled towns with like huge walls to keep the titans out. Um, and then you have the, you know, the main cast and, and mm-hmm. the, whose role is to protect everyone from them. And so they can have you know a huge impact on everything that's going to take place in the world so it is important to consider you know were were these fit uh, within the environment you know what's the relationship between the creature and the world mm-hmm. um, and you know what's the ecological impact that that they're going to have because mm-hmm. you know having your hero go out and uh, fall into a cave and and fight a bunch of trolls or something like that might be um, exciting and action-packed but the question is you know where does it fit with within the rest of the the realm that you're creating and and does that make sense to have it there <clears throat> um, so when you're editing through this you know these are some of the questions you're going to be looking at and uh, another one because of course you know like with mythical creatures there's just lists and lists and lists of all these um, old mythical creatures you know that that supposedly have been around out there in our world you know dragons of course being probably one of the most popular um but being able to take that mythical creature and then turn it on its head just a little bit so to speak um to have it a little bit more unique than what someone else has done um is a is another way to really get into like this is the myth of this creature how can I fit it in and change the myth enough so that it's very unique to my world and isn't just the same old dragon, isn't just the same old uh, manticore or something like that? Yeah, and you, you, if you know, yeah, what can you do different? Because it's, it's great to have like you know familiar thing, you know familiar creatures. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be cliched, and you know you might want to have elves. But, you know, it doesn't mean you have to use, you know, woodland elves or the specific elves that have gone before, but you could have some kind of iteration of, of what's gone before and mm-hmm. and have it fit fit into to your own unique world. And I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, one of the things you want to definitely avoid, though, is making sure that you're not copying um someone else's modern retelling of the creature. So if Stephanie Meyer's, uh, her Twilight series with the vampires that sparkle, if you go and put sparkling vampires in your book, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> like, you know, that's her thing. <laughs> that's not yours. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's arguable about whether it should be done at all. Uh, well, yeah. yes, yes. Now I, <laughs> now, I would say that sparkling vampires shouldn't exist, but uh, they did <laughs> for a time. But it's a it's a great it's a great thing, I guess, isn't it, to to add to something that has been done mm-hmm. hugely. You know, I mean, it's like what what else can you do with a vampire? Yeah. Hack? 
Yeah. You don't want to change it something, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, they generally work as a creature, don't they? And mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess, I don't know, I might have to let that one slide. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's, you know, I think one of the things that we're talking about here is, you know, how can you take it and make it just a little bit more of your own? And that's what she did. I, I, I don't like the sparkling aspect, but let's just say, like, that they're living up in uh, a a dark area, right? Like in, so you just don't go out in daylight out right. of sheer embarrassment. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I look like I put glitter all over again. <laughs> I lost the fight with a makeup bag, so I'm going to stay inside. <laughs> but you know, I mean, it was kind of a cool idea that that's why they lived in the region that they did is because it's overcast all the time. And so then they don't get hit with sunlight. Um, so what are those, what are those normal tropes of that monster or that creature? And then could you give a different reason for why, um, why they can't, why they, why you kill them with silver? Why do you, <laughs> why, what about the full moon? Um, wow, shoot. I, this is really bad. I'm, this is terrible derailment. Um, it was a Canadian film about werewolves and, um, these sisters and the werewolves are, are female and it comes along during the menstrual cycle. All right. So that's when they, uh-huh, that's transform. when, that's when they transform and they won't, and it doesn't happen to them until they reach that age. I think and I met so, a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting take though, um, on, yeah. on the moon cycle. You know of the of the werewolf so and uh again it's just taking something that uh, that has an established rule and then giving it a different reason for having it i think uh, I, I did want to talk a little bit about um because i think this is really tough um you know if you if you say you're writing high fantasy and you, you want to create something completely new or mm-hmm. like you know as new as you can make it because that's fun as hell <laughs> You know, where where do you start? You know, how do you how do you do something like that? Um, and I think a, a great place, you know, like to to physically design a creature is to um, you know start asking yourself questions like, what do they eat? You know, what 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 do they eat? And then how do they how do they c- get catch that food? Because at the end of the day, that's how we all generally became, or, or some people argue, it's that we became the way we are or anyone becomes the way they are you know it's by what works so mm-hmm. you know what works for them uh, in, in their situation and how has that affected them physically um and you can come up with some pretty interesting ideas yeah you know, you know think of like those things that get like bugs out of trees and they have one really long finger we've seen those what are they mm-hmm. and then they stick it in a tree and get a load of ants out <laughs> that's <just> really creepy <laughs> yeah right you know they've evolved to be able to hunt this way and to to come in and and maybe you've got lots of knights wearing armor and they've got a particular way to to it's kind of like crab eating crabs you know and they've got really big <laughs> hammers uh, instead of hands so they can crack open that shell <laughs> and get to the sweet meat inside so um, it's really convenient because you know every now and then one brave, stupid, crab-like human, you know, rides up to their cave uh-huh. to, you know, defeat them. And, and you know, just... Do, you know, it's like a delicate... It's like a lobster just walks up to your house and throws itself in your, in your pan. Exactly, and it's wonderful. So, um, when, you're, when you're taking a look at... Also, uh, I want to talk just a little bit about aliens as well. And they fall under a lot of the same types of rules. 
um, if they fall under the monster, like if we're talking about uh, the alien from the movie Aliens, and uh, that's definitely, you know, a killing machine. Like, that's, that is what it's designed to do. Like, even at the point where if it gets damaged, it's still attacking back with, uh, with its acid blood and all of this. And so you've got that type of alien, and then you've got the alien where you're trying to create all these other worlds like George Lucas did. And how, you know, I want to have a world that's completely, um, completely covered in water. And so how do those people, what do they look like? You know, they've kind of, they, they've do look humanoid, but uh, big bulging eyes on the side of their head, you know, and and uh, gills that are coming down there, and they're very fish-like or something. And and so it, take a you have to think again um, as you're working through your your book. Am I matching um, how this creature would have evolved? Am I matching how this alien would have evolved to the to the world that it lived in or is living in? And then also, what are the what are the impacts of them leaving their atmosphere, leaving um, their normal place at home? Do they have to have some type of water pressure suit that uh, keeps them alive, or you know, w- what does that impact have? Like when we go out in space, you know, we have to have that big suit on. Yeah, and 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 yeah, you, you know, you touched on something there. I think that as um, a species evolves and becomes, you know sentient and advanced and able to um you know travel to these places and do these things they say like you know build a ship and go to space then Mm -hmm. so as kind of your race invents its own technology or tools that is that going to have an impact on the physiological evolution Mm -hmm. you know are they going to stop being as kind of like hunter e and, and change in a different way because they've started using this technology. You know, do they use technology? Um, and, that, and that kind of, you know, like, is, are they on the border of that or are they, are they completely technological? And, mm-hmm. you know, and then what's that like? And how many arms do they need to fly whatever <laughs> ship they fly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, you know, if, you, you're, if you're sitting here and you're listening, you're like, but I, I don't even understand. Like, I don't get how that can change in a rapid amount of time. If we take a look at how our technology has advanced over the last 20 years in spell checking, you know, like it's created um uh, an inability to you know put words together that are correct there you know they moving to texting we're dropping our language uh, uh we don't have the same amount of vocabulary as we used to and so technology well the can't spell anymore there's no reason to because someone else is gonna you know the computer does that for you you don't even have to worry <laughs> do a spelling bee you just type it in and then you know, google and then it autocorrects it you just pick the right one so <laughs> but that's just a kind of a, a, a look at how does technology affect um the the alien life you know that's growing up and what did it do to them so especially like the idea of um when you know myth of god moves uh, is replaced by technology type of a deal you know that uh, that you, you have some really cool conflicts that can take place you know as you've got one group that's like well no uh, we still have to believe here in this particular power and then you've got this other group who's launched themselves off into space you know and it's it's split um the community of aliens that live out there and 
there's a lot of stuff you can play with. And so that, these are some of the questions that you ask yourself when you get to the end. And and is it working or not? Um, I guess we're kind of talking maybe some a little bit about like pre-production here, but um, also making sure that it still puts together well at the end of the book, too. Definitely. You know, it's 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 like anything that's you know going to go into your work. It's just you know, does it make sense? Because at the end of the day, it comes like every, pretty much everything we talk about. It comes back to that reader engagement, doesn't it? And, mm-hmm. and keeping them engaged and not not throwing them off the scent. And you know, if they don't make sense, then there you go, you're kicking them out of the story. And I think you know, <laughs> that's what that's just that's all you're trying to do. You know, does it make sense? And is, is it are they going to be able to? Just, get in that world and enjoy it and mm-hmm. or be terrified of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know especially if you're doing a monster feature like how awesome would that be that you can keep someone up at night with the monster that you created you know yeah. because uh they've got the a funny shaped finger that lets them open doors <laughs> unlock them so they can get inside or remove your soul through your nose yes <laughs> <laughs> So um, there's a, there's a lot of great resources out there that you, you can run to and and uh, and take a look at you know watching different movies um, uh, definitely you know just type in mythical creatures if you're trying to get some ideas of ones that are out there and how you could change them um, but uh, but definitely take a look at some of those um, when you're uh, examining your work and see what you can do I really like the idea about taking like the the standard creature and changing them like um, I did uh, I did a beta read this last summer on a, a fantasy book that had a fat dragon <laughs> you know the dragon was overweight and like, tired and all this kind of stuff you know and it's just kind of fun to, to take it and uh, to add something different that you normally wouldn't see so yeah I good I think a good example <laughs> of that is you know you can take a creature so you know perhaps a particular mythical creature or something that we have here on earth or anything doesn't really matter and like pluck it up and just drop it in a completely different environment and then think what would have to change about that creature to then flourish in this new environment you know so you've got you know you stick a bear in the arctic and you've got a polar bear mm-hmm. um, and you know and, and they're a magnificent interesting creature from a distance <laughs> <laughs> um you know, so yeah, play around with that. You know, if you had, if you put something somewhere else, yeah, there was a cartoon here in England, like in the 80s, and it was about like a rabbit in space, but it had a spacesuit. <laughs> so it didn't really ever have to evolve. It could talk, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a good exercise, you know, and, um, you know, do, do, do they have to change to suit their environment? And it just kind of gets your, your mind thinking in, in those like awesome creative ways. Mm-hmm. It really does. So, and uh, I hope this uh, this episode has helped. You know, kind of think some things through that maybe you haven't um, before. Whether you're getting ready to start writing uh, a great book that has an awesome creature or a monster in it, or or your alien race, or if you finished it and you're been like, man, I don't know why this is not working. Maybe it's just a deal with um, that it's just not working in the environment that you've created and you just have to um, twist it a little bit or turn it and make it a little bit more unique in your own. Any final thoughts? Um, no. I, th- I enjoyed that final thought. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. was, that, was that to me or them? I, I'm not sure. So I'm 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 totally confused, and I blame Google for ruining our lives. This so. is kind of like the um, the 
<laughs> forgot again. The, the spelling thing. Uh-huh. But, you know, we're, we're, we're evolving to just be consuming like bite-sized information. That you know, holding anything of great length in our minds is it's just such a challenge now. <laughs> I know. Doing this for 40 minutes, this was too much. So <laughs> well, I guess I guess you'd call that like devolving, but mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> it's change. It is change. And I hear that change is good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, dear listeners, if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Like us on Facebook or follow us on YouTube. If you're an editor who'd like to be a guest on the show, stop by thebookettershow.com. I'm Clark Chamberlain for my co-host, Peter Turley. Keep writing, keep learning, and build a better book. Thank you for listening, and come back next week for more. Please visit thebookettershow.com for show notes, links to guests, books and extras, and for information on how to be a guest on the show.